Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Howdy, uh, Road to Growth listeners. Today I have a first. We got uh, Ben Fairbrother. He was one of my original guests that I had on here last time. We talked about a family business that he kind of helped uh, expand on and grow in the mead business. If you don't know what mead is, I didn't. It took me a long time. I think Ben was probably one of the first people that I actually learned what mead was. Uh, it's a alcoholic beverage, something more popular, but back in the day, honey made out of honey, right? For the most part. Exactly. Yep. The oldest fermented alcohol fermented from honey. Yep. And, and uh, over the I mean, last couple of years transition into the, the coaching business. So so the second time coming on here uh, with a whole new business, it seems like it's a, a pretty even go, right? When you're talking about mead alcohol to health coaching, sounds like hand in hand. Right, hand in hand. You know, I can't get, I can't tell you how many times people have told me, you know, when I tell them what I do, since I still do alcohol sales and I'm a health coach, and like, wow, you're really playing both sides, huh? So, <laughs> yeah, the um, what you talked about it, how this was kind of more of a passion project before of kind of talking about I mean, uh, mental health, growth. You said what, like seven years? You said six years? Yeah, seven years. So pretty much right when I graduated college, I started a blog, and you know, for years previous to that, I'd been going through my own journey and figuring things out for my own emotional health. And I started using some of the insights that I had gained from my own experiences and building them into blog posts and sharing those ideas with people um, back in 2014. What um, what was the, the intention of it? What was the, the reason behind putting, putting yourself out there in the blogs? My primary intention is just to provide people with a way that they can maybe relate to what I'm going through, you know, the things that I'm going through aren't so uh, strange that no one else would have gone through them, right? But my perspective on them has an opportunity to help people. And so by sharing my view and really the way I learned to grow through adversity, people were res resonating with that and really mm -hmm. responding to it. And so I was purely just doing it to share my knowledge and my experience with other people in case they could benefit from it. Well, we're going to dive a little more into that kind of the benefit of it and, and taking over there. But and a question that I've really, really uh, started using for coaches. I've had a lot of variety from coaches, consultants, and, and that kind of ballpark. What separates you from from other coaches? So, in the health coach space, it's primarily weight loss, right? Most people are getting a health coach to lose weight, and so it's heavily focused on the physical side of things which I do work on, you know, I'm a certified personal trainer and I've been active my entire life in different capacities. I'm also a certified sports nutritionist, but what really sets me apart is the mental aspect. And so I'm giving people a toolkit, if you will, to start to understand their emotions better so they can accept them and honor them to build more self love and to put that all together and learn how they can really grow through the toughest times that they experience and turn them into a net positive for them at the end of the day. So that's 
that's my like 80% of what I'm doing is focused around that mental piece. And most people just do the physical and leave it at that. What was, I mean, I mean, and I'd say what was and what is the transition of going full time in this business or even opening the doors of this business? So what happened essentially, the business itself is called Project Self. And underneath that, I have Wholesome You Academy, which is my health coaching program that I've made. And the start to it, obviously, beginning back to when I had my blog and was writing, but really, it all picked up towards the end of 2019. And I actually made a sole proprietorship out of Project Self and started selling sort of fitness clothing. And my plan was to sell that clothing at in-person events at music festivals uh, throughout 2020. We all know what happened in 2020. We weren't doing much in-person stuff. So during that time being at home, I basically had an initial decision whether I would you know, stop giving, going to the gym throughout quarantine, obviously, and stop working out or figure out a way to do it at home. And so I took it upon myself to use the experience of, you know, staying at home and quarantining for COVID-19 to start bettering myself and really taking my fitness knowledge to the next level, um, start experiencing more with my nutrition aspects. And this led to me to getting my certifications in 2020 as a birthday present to myself. Mm. And following that through the beginning of this year, back in February, I started officially, um, looking for clients and, and changing my presence on social media and marketing myself. So that was kind of a, the trajectory it took in the recent times. Yeah. Where, and I mean, where do you see yourself, um, making the full plunge of leaving the family business and going full time into your own, um, company? That's a great question. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate that I do have such a hand as I do in my family business. Um, and, you know, I love working with my father and doing everything that we're doing there. So it, it's a tough situation where I really do want to jump in and do this full time. And I see, you know, over the next year that being a possibility for me. But at the same time, um, I'm having a very big impact in my father's business and part of me still wants to maintain some of that as well. So I don't know if I'll ever fully sever ties, you know, from, from doing both. Um, but certainly it's taking up a lot of my time. So what I'm doing and what I have been doing over this year is building some systems that I can put in place to help streamline different aspects of the business. So I can focus more on coaching people, but also still have time to do my, you know, other job as well. So do you, I mean, how do you line up your time right now uh, with the company compared to the, uh, your family's business? I mean, how do you line up your time so far? In terms of like percentage. how I schedule it out or? Yeah, percentage, it means it's 70%, 50-50 right now. Do you see yourself going to 70-30 or keeping it pretty consistent at 50-50? I mean, I think a lot of people, I mean, it's it's hard for us to do two things at once, right? And yes, you can be very mindful of those things. Yet you sometimes lean 
one direction more than the other direction because okay i gotta hit these numbers i gotta do these things right here for this company so how do you what's your percentage of time uh, allowed for each company right now and then where do you see it envisioned in like that ideal scenario so that's a great question and i think it varies for me week to week and month to month sometimes um you know let's say we're getting at towards the end of the month i need to get in sales in for the other business um then i might spend a little time more there generally i'd say it's somewhere around 50 50 but sometimes skewing on average maybe 60 or 70 percent um, one way or the other just depending on the week right if i have a lot of um, coaching calls that week and that's where i need to be spending more time then um, i'll be probably more like 60 percent on my stuff now that being said i have started waking up a little bit earlier and kind of working later on into the evening on things that are like non-time sensitive in terms like you know if it's you know doing some analysis around some sales data or doing outreach and things like that versus having an actual call or a meeting. Do you, do you feel that 50-50 or the 60-40, 70-30 back and forth is the ideal ratio for you? Or do you feel there's going to be a, a more ideal ratio in the future? In the future, I would say, you know, once I'm ready to go full time, um, I would probably lean over to doing like 70% or 80% on my business and do more like managerial and kind of like 20% um, in the meat side of things. That would be more ideal because as you sort of opened it up, this this really is my passion. And so it's, it's where I feel most drawn to and where I feel I can make the most impact in my life. And so that's something I definitely don't want to take for granted. And and that's why I feel like, you know, committing more time to it like that should be doing it justice in the meantime, right? Obviously, there will come a point where I might just have to go full full on into it. And, you know, I'm ready for that at some point down the road. Um, but as you can imagine, I also feel some some strong loyalty to the family business as well. I mean, this is and it's a difficult question because. I mean, a question that I've asked people, and you're you're in the, the harder things right now, right? You're not, you haven't been with the company or built the company and full time in the company right now, right? Uh, but a question I ask people is, and mostly with corporate world, right? Is there anything your boss could have done to make you stay with that company and not basically chase your dream? Is there anything, I guess, in your mind now? that your family or the company's business right could do to push you away from from your dream uh that's a great question and for me the answer is no um okay. because you know the reasons i'm pursuing this dream of mine and this passion of mine go beyond you know money or time or, or energy necessarily um, but to something deeper, you know, I, I really, when I've helped people and when I do help people, I get this feeling that is really worth more than anything else could be. And, you know, just this feeling of making a positive impact on that person's life and the changes that they're able to see from that, uh, is priceless to me. And so that's sort of what I'm chasing, if you will, is, is that kind of feeling. And as much as people do enjoy drinking alcohol 
and I'm sure we we give them some good times from that. Uh, it just doesn't do the same thing, you know. It doesn't create the same same passion and excitement. Where do you feel the, the biggest hurdle, the biggest hiccup in building this brand has been so far? Uh, certainly myself, uh, you know, obviously writing for seven years and finally building up the courage to sort of take that step and put myself out there in the world. Um, you know, calling myself a coach, getting my certifications. It's easy to think about, but then these sort of like self-doubt or imposter syndrome scenarios kick in. So that would be one of the bigger things that I've had to work around and work through. The other would be um, mastering marketing. You know, this, everything is marketing these days. I don't need to tell you that. And specifically social media marketing, figuring that out, that entire piece is an ongoing project. You know, they continue to change the algorithms and how things are being shown up in the different feeds. So those have been like my main areas of focus. Adjacent to that and probably somewhere near marketing is just learning how to sell in a different way, right? Selling alcohol is different than selling a coaching service. They're both sales. And so I can use my sales experience to that effect. But reaching out to someone online that you haven't spoken to and talking about such topics as, you know, self-love, emotional health, uh, or even weight loss was sort of daunting to me in the beginning. You know, it's like, how am I just going to reach out to this person and start asking them these deep questions about their life? Um, but what I found is that people are very open to, to sharing with me because of the way that I approach it. And, you know, it's very non-confrontational, very easy conversation, and people tend to really engage with me. I mean, it sounds like both those things, those are the things of overcoming is coming from like self-doubt. I mean, the first self-doubt of the post syndrome, but also sales. I mean, sales, you have to have confidence in, in what you're providing and the value that you're giving to, to people. So there's can be doubt in there. I mean, so how do you push through and come with confidence and push the self-doubt away and, um, and keep pushing forward? Basically, the biggest thing for me has been a perspective shift. And that perspective shift is around, you know, thinking there's a lot of misconception out there that sales is bad or, you know, I don't want to be too salesy. And I think most people, when they get into their own business, have some variation of that idea. And so making that shift from believing that, you know, people don't want to be sold to, but that selling is actually service and the people that need my services, I'd be doing a disservice if I wasn't selling to them, right? So making that perspective shift around sales really helped me a lot. And um, in terms of the self-doubt piece in general, just learning that, I mean, self-doubt is something that everyone deals with and it's not something to get caught up on. So when I feel myself getting caught up in that self-doubt, using that as a cue to take some steps back really look at it and see where is this coming from why am i stewing on this right now and what can i do instead you know what action can i take right now that is going to move in the forward direction instead of staying stagnant with this self-doubt what what kind of actions do you do to to not stay stagnant so 
you know, usually self-doubt sounds something like, right, like, ah, uh, why, why am I doing this? You know, is, is anyone even going to care? Like, all this has been said before, stuff like that. And so one thing that is really easy to do is to ask, like, is that really true? And, and can I know that that is true without any doubt, right? Um, there's this uh, book, it's called The Work by Byron Katie. And she actually outlines this process for any sort of limiting belief that you could have or, or any, you know, nagging thought or anxiety that, that comes up for you is running through this dialogue with that thought and saying, like, is this really true? You know, what happens when I believe this thought and taking it down this line and then eventually turning it around and doing that sort of analysis around it is one sort of action that you can take. And I find that at the end of that, if that's what I've done, it gives me a clear action that I can do, which would be, what would I do if I didn't believe in this thought? You know, I'd show up more fully. I'd share more content. I'd reach out to more people, um, you know, work and offer more to my clients. So those are all examples of different things that I might do. Hmm. Where do you see, let's say we're talking to five years from now, where do you see yourself, the, the business, uh, being at that time? Five years from now, um, well, very exciting, right? To, to be thinking that far in advance. I see myself at that time holding some hopefully in-person uh, events and retreats as well, you know, expanding right. my impact, uh, barring any future viruses or pandemics. Um, but I'd really like to expand my impact in that way and do more in-person stuff, more intensive stuff with different people, and continuing to expand my my platform and, and reach. Um, one thing I'd like to really do, and, and the reason why I really want to focus more on this business, is to travel and speak more with, with different groups of people. Um, so I think it, enabling me to expand my reach both virtually but also in person is is what I see for myself. This is probably probably my, my last question, but um, I mean, and I, it's probably a difficult question. I mean, I think this is for a lot of people that are in family businesses, second generation in the business. Um, how did you tell your your father that you wanted to leave the the, the business that, or not leave full time, but at least leave majority of the time to start your own brand because that had to be kind of a negative experience or a tough experience for you to bring that up i would think yes um definitely that's that's a great question to bring up it, it did have um a lot of weight and sort of contributed to some of the, like hesitancy around this um the way things panned out in this instance i actually left the metery around the end of 2019, right when I mentioned sort of getting into all these changes. Yeah. And it was for a different reason altogether. Um, but there was some, you know, some drama within the family, things like that. I'm sure you've heard it all before. Um, that led me to take some steps away and take another sales job, which actually brought me up here to Los Angeles. And then, so I was working in an office doing that for a few months. And then COVID hit, I survived, you know, six layoffs or something like that. Uh, from when I started, I was the 27th salesman, ended up being one of two at the end. And I saw the writing on the wall. So September of 2020, I actually went back to Moonlight Meadery, 
Um, you know, my dad was really eager to have me back. He wanted me back on the team and, and working in sales and especially pioneering what we're doing out here in California. So when we were having those discussions, I made sure to be clear about my intention around building my own business and following my passion because I didn't want that to get in my way. Um, and he was very acceptable to that. Uh, he understood because he actually started this business while he was working in a software company. Um, mm. So, you know, he he felt that and he he understands, you know, I think he loves me more than anything. So um, I don't think he his interest is in getting in the way of my dreams, which I'm very grateful for. He doesn't really see it as a, as a threat to his business. Is there, is there any, advice any advice that you, that might, you might give, give someone, someone that's working with their family, uh, but looking to um, to go on their own? I mean, words of wisdom that maybe you learn from it through this process of kind of doing that. Uh, any kind of words of wisdom you could provide? Definitely. Um, at least from my own experience, I would say the idea of leaving the family business to start my own thing was more daunting than how it actually turned out to be. And so I think a lot of times when you're in that situation, you're putting more weight and pressure on yourself using that line of thinking, you know, that, you know, it's going to be unacceptable to your family to leave and things like that. Now everyone has their own family. So I, I can't speak to how everyone else operates and, and, the different sort of uh, dynamics within their families. But I can say that if you come up and, and you're honest and you share this intention of following your path, following your dream, I'm sure like eight times out of 10, nine times out of 10, they're going to be supportive of that. And they're going to want to help you see your dream into fruition. So I wouldn't, you know, pay attention too much to those thoughts. They're, they're valid, but at the same time, there, there comes a point where you're using them to hold yourself back and you have to recognize that and instead follow your dream, talk to your family, have that honest discussion about where you want to go because otherwise you'll stay, you know, doing the same thing and wondering what if. Well, thank you, Ben, for, for being here a second time. I mean, I know we talked about in, in five years, what are you going to be doing? Maybe in five years, we'll be, be talking to you again. Uh, on the road to growth podcast uh, so i appreciate you being here um if someone's listening right now and they feel like they relate to you uh they feel like they can get value um out of your uh coaching what's the best way of them reaching out to you or reaching out to your uh coaching platform to get more information best way um is on instagram my handle is at benjamin fairbrother um, alternatively, you know, emails works fine too. If you don't have social media, I totally understand. And my uh, email is ben at projectself.io. And you can also find me at wholesomeuacademy.com if you just want to set up a call with me through my calendar link there. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Ben, for being here. Hopefully everyone listening got some great nuggets. Ben's Instagram information is below. Please subscribe. Please share. And if you're looking to grow, looking to expand in a healthy way this, this new year, please reach out to Ben. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.
Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.